Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. And I believe I have a very timely message for you. So I want to encourage you to give me your undivided attention. Listen closely because I believe the things that you're going to hear are going to inspire your faith and help you stay on target and experience God's best for your life. Today, we're going to be talking about where's your focus when times are bad. I know times are bad right now. What we're experiencing in our nation and worldwide, actually, is some terrible things. And people are hurting. People are suffering. People, many times, don't know where to turn. But you and I know where to turn. We know where to turn. We turn to the Word of God. God's Word is our foundation. And thank God for the Word. You know, the Bible says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. That's the reason why I have built my life on the Word of God. That's where my focus is. I am not going to allow anything in this world or anything that's happening in this world to distract me. Now, I want you to understand I had to learn to do that because uh, I, I, I wasn't born that way. It didn't just come to me automatically. It's something I had to learn to do. And I spent a lot of time at it. And praise God, I have come to the place in my life now, like the Apostle Paul, this doesn't move me. Hallelujah. And you can come to that place as well. So if you have your Bibles with you today, I want to invite you to open them, first of all, to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read some verses here, and I want you to follow along with me. And if you haven't underlined or highlighted these verses in your Bible yet, do so while we're reading it, okay? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Notice we are to rejoice in the Lord always. Say that with me, always. That would mean regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what the news media is saying, we are to rejoice in the Lord always. You say, well, Brother Jerry, you don't understand what I'm going through. How can I rejoice when I don't have enough money to pay my bills? How can I rejoice when I'm not feeling well? How can I rejoice when we don't know where to turn? We've lost our job. We're, we're, we're facing the possibility of losing our home. And you tell me I need to be rejoicing? Well, it's not me that's telling you that. It's the Word of God that's telling you that. And I can only tell you what the Word says. Now, in the book of James, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, testings, and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The message translation says, You know that when you're under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and shows its true colors. You know, that's what's happening right now. Your faith life is being forced out into the open. You're either trusting God or you're not. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're either believing God and His Word or you're not. And this is an important time right now. In fact, I, I just returned from a, a meeting uh, a few days ago and uh, I was preaching to a group of ministers and the Lord impressed upon me to say to them, this is another defining moment in your life. That means what you do right now can either make you or break you. What you do and how you act right now can mean failure or success. And I want to say that to you as well. 
This is another defining moment in your life. What do you do right now? How you respond to the negative circumstances around you will determine your future. So I want to encourage you, stay in faith. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't allow yourself to become distracted with everything that's happening around you. So let's go back to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. And once again, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. In fact, I want to stop right there. Why don't we do it right now? Even if you, even if you have to do it by faith, just lift your hands and say, Father, by faith, I am going to rejoice. Do it with me. Come on. Don't just stand there and look at me. Lift your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by faith, I am going to rejoice. I am going to trust you. I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how you're going to get me out of this, but I trust you. You're the God in whom nothing is impossible. And I'm rejoicing in you and I'm thanking you in advance for what you're about to do in my life. Did you do that? Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Look at verse six. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, I'm going to read part of this from another translation. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Let your gentleness acting in a manner that is even tempered be uh, uh, evident to all. It goes on to say, do not be anxious about anything. And then the message translation says, do not fret or worry about anything. Do not fret or worry about anything. You know, there's a lot of Christians right now. And, you know, they've been serving the Lord for a long, long time. I know even a lot of preachers right now are caught up in worry and in fretting. And, and trying to figure out, what are we going to do next? Well, the Bible clearly says, be anxious for nothing. Do not fret or do not worry about anything. You know, Jesus said in Matthew, uh, he said, take no thought for your life, what you wear, what you'll eat, and so forth. In other words, don't take any thought. Don't worry about the material necessities of life. He says, your heavenly father knows you have need of these and he's going to take care of it. We need to trust God, particularly in times like this. Anybody can trust God when everything's going well. Anybody can stay in faith when they don't have any trouble. But what are you doing right now? Where's your focus right now? Times are bad, obviously. I'm not denying that. Times are bad. But where is your focus? Have you become distracted by everything that's happening around you? Or do you still believe that God is your source. According to Philippians 4.19, the Apostle Paul says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you truly believe that? You know, I, I believe if Jesus was standing in your room right now, He might be asking you this question, just like He asked the disciples many times when they were facing adversity. He would say to them, Where's your faith? Or He would say, how is it you have no faith? Or he would say, be not faithless. And then on the other hand, when he saw faith and saw them daring to believe 
what the Bible said or what, what God's Word says, he would say, I have never seen such great faith. I wonder what he's saying to you right now. Is he asking you, where's your faith? Is he asking you, are you being faithless? Why are you being faithless? Or is he asking you and telling you and admiring you for the great faith that you have at this very moment? You know, great faith is a result of confidence in the Word of God and its authority alone. Just being totally confident that God's Word is true and everything else must line up with the Word of God. Amen? That's what he told that centurion when the centurion came to Jesus and said, My servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus immediately said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion said, No, I don't need for you to come to my house. All you need to do is speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus marveled at the man's faith because the man said to Jesus, I recognize authority when I see it. I recognize authoritative words when I hear them. He said, I'm that way. He was a Roman centurion, a Roman soldier. He said, I tell a man to go and he goes. I tell a man to come and he comes. I tell a man to do this and he does that. He said, I recognize that same kind of authority in you and in your words. So all I want you to do is speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus turned to his disciples and the Bible says he marveled at the man's faith. And he told his disciples, he said, I have not seen such great faith, not even in Israel. So what is Jesus saying to you right now? Is he asking you this question? Where's your faith? Is he saying to you, stop being faithless? Or is he saying, I'm admiring, I am marveling at your great faith. So once again, great faith is based upon confidence in God's word and its authority alone. That's where we need to have our focus today. Now, let me continue reading this. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, it goes on to say in verse eight, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, right there, I believe what the Apostle Paul is saying, here's where your focus needs to be. Focus on the Word of God. Don't allow your circumstances and the things that are happening around you to distract you. Stay focused on the Word. Now, the Bible says in the message translation, don't fret and don't worry. Worry is actually meditating on what the devil says. You know, the devil's constantly saying things to you. You know, you, you, you're, you're uh, susceptible to hear two voices, the Holy Spirit or the devil. And you're either listening to one or the other and you are focusing on what one or the other says. If the Holy Spirit says, just stay in the word, I've got you covered. Don't worry. Or the devil's saying, boy, it's time to worry. It's time to fret. There's no way God can get you out of this. Which one are you focusing on? Which one do you give your attention to? 
If you pay attention to what the devil is saying, then it is not only going to cause worry, but worry is going to bring on fear. And fear activates the devil just like faith activates God. You know, if you read the book of Job, you remember the book of Job and all the things that Job went through. I want to, I want to point out something that you may not have seen before. It was fear that brought on all the trouble. It was fear that brought on all the attacks from the adversary. It, after the attacks began, Job made this statement in Job chapter 23. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Job chapter 3 and verse 25. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. That which I was afraid of is come unto me. Notice Job says, that which I so greatly feared. Now, if you have great fear in your life, you're not only, uh, you know, worried and fretting about everything, but you're talking it too. You can't help it because fear is a spiritual force, just like faith is a spiritual force. And if you have faith in your heart, you're going to talk faith. If you have fear in your heart, you're going to talk fear. And so Job began to talk his fear. He said, that which I so greatly feared has come upon me. So notice how worry brought on fear and fear activated the adversary in his life. He goes on to say in verse 26, I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. In other words, because of the fear that was birthed by worry, then great trouble came into his life. You know, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. I like to say, fear is the substance of things dreaded. And you're either operating in one or the other. You're either operating in faith or you're operating in fear. Which one is it? Which one is it in your life? Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in His Word today? Or are you have more confidence in what the devil says. You have more confidence in what the media says. You have more confidence in the circumstances surrounding you. If so, then that which you so greatly fear is going to come upon you. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. But on the other hand, if you have faith in God and faith in his word, then I like to say it this way, that which you so greatly faithed is going to come upon you. So stay in faith. Don't lose your focus. Don't allow yourself to become distracted by everything that's happening in the world. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm sure you're familiar with these verses. If you're not, then be sure to underline them and highlight them. Verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, Keep them in the midst of your heart. What is he talking about? Focus. Amen. I'll say it again. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. You could sum that all up by just simply saying, stay focused on my word. Let me read it to you from uh, the New Living Translation. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to what I say. Pay attention to what I say. This is God speaking. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely 
to what I say. The message translation says, keep my message in plain view at all times. So what is he talking about? Staying focused, staying focused. The New Living Translation says, do not let your eyes look to the, uh, to the right or to the left. Do not let them, uh, my words, out of your sight. I love that. Do not let my words out of your sight. So what does that mean? You're going to spend quality time in the Word every day. It's not enough just to read your Bible on Sunday or to hear the preacher on Sunday. It's not enough just to pick it up every once in a while. It's not enough just to pick it up when you're in trouble. Pick it up when you're in trouble. But you need to be in the Word of God every day of your life. Don't let God's Word out of your sight. In other words, stay focused on what God says. You know, the more word that you put in your heart, then the stronger your faith is going to become. Not only that, but, but it's easier to stay focused on the word when you're in the word every day. You know, uh, back when I came into this life of faith in 1969, it was Kenneth Copeland who came to my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, and preached the message of faith that changed my life. And then he talked a lot about a man named Kenneth Hagin that he had learned a lot from regarding the life of faith. And so I was listening to Kenneth Copeland and then I began to uh, lay hold upon all the material I could get from Kenneth Hagin. And Kenneth Hagin would mention somebody like E.W. Kenyon. And so I got all of E.W. Kenyon's books and then somebody would say something about Oral Roberts and I'd get all of Oral Roberts material and then somebody would say something about F.F. Uh, uh, Bosworth, and I'd get his material. And uh, uh, I would get everything I could get my hands on by men of faith, men of great faith. And I would read it, and I would listen to it. If it was recorded messages, I would listen to it every day. In fact, 51 years later, today, I'll bring you up to present, 51 years later, I'm still doing the same thing. My library is full of faith material. I don't have one book in my library that's doubt and unbelief. I don't have one resource in my library that's religious tradition. It's all faith. And my library is full. In fact, I had to build another library. I had one of my staff members who's uh, oversees all of our maintenance. I had to have him build another library just so I could hold all my faith material. And I go to it every day. I take it with me everywhere I go. Not everything in my library, but uh, I've, I've had all of the messages of faith that I started out with downloaded on my iPad and on my iPod. And I take them everywhere. In fact, not too long ago, I was doing a, a meeting with Kenneth Copeland out at Eagle Mountain Church and we were having a, a healing school and all the way out there, and it takes me, I'm on the south side of Fort Worth, he's on the north side and it takes me anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to get there. And I listened to Kenneth Hagin preaching on what you need to know about healing all the way over there. I had it on my little iPod and I'm listening to it uh, in my truck and all the way over there, I am feeding my spirit with faith material. And by the time I got to that meeting, man, my, my spirit was so charged. My faith was higher than a Georgia pine tree, I like to say. And when it got time to pray for people, 
There was faith in my heart and power of God in my hands, and we had a great healing service. So it's important that you stay in the Word each and every day. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans chapter 10 says. So if you're going to stay focused on what God says, then obviously you need to stay in His Word by day and by night. That's what God told Joshua. Meditate in my Word by day and by night every day of his life in order to experience the success and the victory that God wanted him to have in his own life. So my question once again is, where is your focus when things are bad? What are you focusing on? Now, listen to me, and I'm not trying to be critical, but there's some preachers you don't need to listen to. I'm sorry to say that, but there's just some preachers you don't need to listen to. You know, preachers that say, oh, that faith movement is over and, uh, and it's time to move on to something new. Well, that tells me they don't know very much to start with because faith has never been a movement. It's a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Not only is it is a lifestyle, but it's our method of victory over the world. First John chapter 5, verse 4 says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So if this is just a movement and it's over, then you're telling me that I can't have any more victories in my life because the only way that you can experience victory in your life is through faith. Amen. So it's important that you stay focused. It's also important that you guard your heart. Don't just open your heart up to anything and anybody. I'm very particular about who I listen to. I listen to men and women of faith, praise God. Amen. So once again, I want to ask you the question. I want you to meditate on this. Think about it when the program goes off the air. Where is your focus when times are bad? What do you give your attention to the most? Let me read another scripture to you. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, Whereby are given to us great and precious promises. God has given us great and precious promises. One of them is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 7. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's a great and precious promise. Man, I confess that every day of my life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Praise God. That's a great and precious promise. And I say that every day. I get up saying it. I say it every time I sit down to eat a meal. I pray over that meal. And the last thing I say is, and Lord, thank you for redeeming me from the coronavirus. Praise God. See, that's a great and precious promise. I'm not focusing on everything the news media says about it. I am focusing on the promises of God. And I encourage you to do the same. You have a right to live in victory. You have a right to be successful. You have a right to prosper. You have a right to be blessed in every area of your life. God's word promises it. But you've got to stay focused on those promises. So let me encourage you, stay in the word. You never, never, never get to the place where you don't need any more word in your life. I've been at it 51 years now, and my mama didn't raise a fool. I am not going to let go of the word of God. I'm going to stay in the Word 
every day of my life so that I can stay focused on what God's promising me. And praise God, like my father Abraham in the faith, the Bible says he stuck it out and got everything promised to him. Amen. Where's your focus today? I trust it's on the Word of God. I'm going to take you to an announcement now. Watch closely, then I'll be back in just a few moments. Thank you for joining me today. Don't let distractions cause you to miss out on God's provision and blessing. You can learn the keys to staying focused and becoming unmovable when times are bad. Today's special offer includes the unique spiral notebook, basic Bible principles, full of Jerry Savelle's personal teaching outlines and study guides. You'll also receive his three-part CD series, What It Takes to Stay Focused. This special package will empower you to grow closer to God as Jerry leads you through detailed teaching outlines and practical application steps. As you discover these biblical truths, you'll be inspired to overcome worry and anxiety, avoid pitfalls and delays, and conquer doubt and unbelief. Begin to strengthen your faith today. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Focused on God special package. One of the most important success skills you can develop is the ability to stay focused on God. Order now to discover the characteristics of focused people and how to apply them to your life. Thank you once again for joining me today. It's been a joy sharing the Word with you, and I trust your faith has been inspired. And I want to encourage you, if at all possible, join me again next week because we're going to continue on this study about where's your focus when times are bad. Now, I stress to you today the importance of spending quality time in the Word of God every day of your life. A number of years ago, we put this little pamphlet together, or not a pamphlet, but a, a binder together entitled Basic Bible Principles. There are 36 outlines in this binder of my personal sermons that I've preached all over the world on basic Bible principles that every believer should be established in. And I think you will be greatly benefited by it. And I think it's going to cause your faith to go to another level. I've done all your homework for you. I've studied all the scriptures. I put it in outline form basic Bible principles that will cause you to be the winner in life that God wants you to be. And then here's a series, three CDs on what it takes to stay focused. I can't cover all this material in just 20 or 25 minutes on a television broadcast, but these were actually done in a meeting where I had at least an hour to expound upon these principles. And I believe if you'll take advantage of these resources this week, it's going to be of great benefit to your life. Amen. So if you'd like to have these resources, you can go to jerrysavelle.org and all the information on ordering them is there. Or you can look on the screen and get that information. And I want to encourage you to place your order right now. Don't delay. Don't, don't let it slip. Do it right now. These are important resources to help you become the winner in life that God wants you to be. Join with me again next week. I look forward to sharing with you the Word of God that, that will cause you to, to be victorious in every area of your life. And remember this, your faith will overcome the world.